This episode of Vic's Basement is brought to you by EB Games. Support us by buying your video games at EB Games. Welcome to my basement, everybody. It's time for Game of Thrones Coffee Talk. Am I allowed to say welcome to my basement on Coffee Talk? I don't know how your voice gets into the microphone because <laughs> I've got it all the way over here. By the way, today I'm doing my Mel Torme impression. Yes, I am the Velvet Fog. This should be an indication of what's been going on behind the scenes. Yeah, we've had some technical difficulties. <laughs> And we've resolved them. Yeah, we we're hope, here. We're hopefully here. we've resolved them. Our we're good here. friend Ben Hankey is back. Once Hi, everybody. Again. Yeah, I want to make sure your your uh, microphone's working and everything. Yep. We had some microphone troubles. But listen, that's our problem, not your problem. Let's entertain these people. Victor Lucas, welcome back. Thank you. Ben, you did an amazing job last night. Wasn't he great? You Thank were you very fantastic. much. You got the call back. No your, one gets the call back. <laughs> your accent is very convincing. Which is which is perfect for this show. So good job. Thank good you. Good on you. Yes. No, you did you did great. It was wonderful to watch that, and you're clearly a Game of Thrones expert. So we're gonna let you do the rest of the talking today. No, I want to talk too. Oh, okay. I thought I was the Game of Thrones maester, and he was the my underling. You carried it, man. My maester. He's the super maester. You're the super maester. <laughs> I'm your. I'm just the regular maester. So one of the maesters died last night. Yes, he did, and that was that, <laughs> no. I, that? I, I, as, we, <laughs> as we will continue to like, did I dream it or did it really happen on the show? I had a busy Sunday. I got back from uh, my week in Los Angeles. I had to unpack and sort of get settled in and play some games sure, and watch sure, the show. So feel for you. I have a I had a lot of yeah, stuff of in course. my brain. You had to play two games, watch Game of Thrones, blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But so yes, one of the maesters did die. <laughs> the super maester from uh, Castle Black. Yeah. Uh, Aeon Targaryen. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Targaryen, and he died. And he's always been one of my favorite characters on the show. Yeah. Uh, but I, for some reason, didn't feel uh, sad when he left at the end. You weren't touched by the circle of life. I wasn't really. I didn't really know why Samuel. Samuel was his friend, and Gilly was there, and. Uh, uh, I, I just wish I don't know maybe I don't feel things the way that a human being feels but I just I wanted to feel more when he died I think that's kind of what's happening with the show I think a lot of the feeling that we have for the characters that we've really invested in has been you know it's kind of been taken away from Listen, us Listen, you sound like me now what am well, I going to say I, I was thinking about that you know as I was watching the show I felt the more last of, night than I have felt in the previous shows it was a good episode for yeah. sure a lot better than last week yes yeah. and things are really starting to happen and the big key central thing is that uh, you know two superpowers in the show have met for the first time but I think uh, I think so many fantastic characters have, have just bloop gone you know that we really cared about that it's kind of sapped some of the energy. And the part of that is the actors, and part of that is the uh, the, the strong characters. But it's also, well. if you look at Return of the Jedi, and I'm sorry for talking over, if you want had something to say, then you could say it uh, and interrupt <laughs> but now me. you can't. But, but uh, yeah, I got a point to make. <laughs> it's just like you could see some of the self-satisfaction in Return of the Jedi that wasn't really there in Star Wars for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. wasn't And was there a little bit in Empire, but by Return of the Jedi, everybody was super famous. That's kind of happened to Game of Thrones. Mm. It's an international sensation filled with great actors, great writers, great directors. Yeah. Like these are the best people in movie and film production right now. And I think they've set the bar really high for themselves. But I keep thinking about that, and I've tried to make this point multiple times. People have heard it before, but I felt like I kind of fell out of love with the show a little bit, and I think you articulated kind of why that's happened for me. But then that happened before with Mad Men. I was really into Mad Men. Yeah. It kind of went stale for a couple seasons, and then I went back to it again later, and I fell in love with it again. And, and maybe it's just hard to, 
to have a sustained relationship, any kind of sustained relationship, whether it's a marriage or a friendship or whatever, but a relationship with a TV show that doesn't have kind of ups and downs. And maybe sometimes this is, you know, maybe it's this is my stepping back away from Game of Thrones a little bit. Well, Ben, you said it beautifully last week that if this season doesn't have that big moment, then this will be a really depressing season. This will be a really, you know, disappointing 10 episodes. And we haven't had that yet. We've had you know, sort of hints that something massive is going to happen, but we haven't had that yet. No yeah. red wedding in this season so far. Well, Where we know, is it? We know that Hard Home's <laughs> coming. We know that they spent a lot of time and money building that set. I don't know if you saw what, the... What set? The Hard Home set. Mm. So hard Home. There was a documentary that they put out that, where they showed all the locations mm -hmm. that they've been shooting at uh, in parallel. That's all the money they this. got now. And, That's incredible. Right. Yeah, and they've, they've built a, a village at the, at the water's edge, and that's where Jon Snow's headed. So that's where the money is. Yeah, you can feel that that sort of uh, escalation of ramping up an army is going to lead to something right there, and, and whatever Stannis is going to be a part of as well. You do feel like, uh, uh, you know, something epic is going to happen at Winterfell, you know? Like, everybody's starting, to, yeah, everybody's starting to know. I have a question. We're going to get into mm -hmm. sort of the details, but why the hell doesn't Jon Snow know about Stanza yet? Stanza? Or, or Sansa. Why is not he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do my best to get every name wrong. Which one is Stanza? Sansa Stark. Uh, I put, I put John the two Snow names doesn't together. know about Stanza. Why doesn't, doesn't John Snow know about Sansa Stark? He's busy. He's got other things to worry about. One goddamn Winter's raven coming. from Winterfell to he doesn't, Castle by, and then, He doesn't and he have Raven Skype like everybody else does. He doesn't have it. I don't know. He's busy. He's trying to do because something else. She just got married. This is a big deal in the North. Why doesn't he know that she's alive? And why doesn't he come down and swoop to her? I know that he wants to go with the, uh, you know, up uh, across the wall and with the wildlings, and he believes in all of these I things. I so satisfied that you made this observation. But he should know, you're saying. Well, because now she knows about him, and why is the inverse not true, right? I, I really didn't think that. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, what's the difference? Is he going to just suddenly leave well, he's Castle a Black and he's just yeah, going to go down? Now. He's yeah, he's going to go to Winterfell. And, and, and he's lost it. his entire family. He thought everybody mm -hmm. has been wiped out and dead. And he, and he is a leader of men. I, I, I think okay, that that's he would... interesting. I'll okay. let's put a pin in that. All right. Okay. All right. He hasn't yeah. got okay. much left at Castle Black though. No. no. I mean, he's in charge. Yeah. Listen. My favorite moment from last night was when Gilly and Samuel had sex. <laughs> oh my! It was really intimate, and you could just see Samuel was a virgin for sure. He didn't know what he was doing, and all of a sudden, now he's having fun. He's having fun the way adults can Hadn't have. Hadn't they had sex before? No, that was their They'd first time. They've never had sex. The They've never wow. had a connection. Okay. They never kissed okay. or anything. All right. And so he gets beaten up. And then sex, which seems to be the logic behind most <laughs> yeah. of the sex scenes. In she was impressed Thrones. with his right. attempts to that, save her. That is Game of Thrones right there, though, isn't it? That's the show. But you know, Somebody the thing, gets beaten up and then they have sex. There were two th sex things, and I always yeah. like to start with the sex things, but the... Uh, there was a gratuitous one. But listen, I'm trying to make a point here. Yeah. That scene had intimacy, and I felt those two characters really connecting. And then the old-style Game of Thrones was the gratuitous one yeah. later on, with Bronn is in prison, and he's across uh, from the cell that the sand snakes are in and we boy those were good boobs though i mean they i sure like boobs. lingered on them it was crazy yeah it was it was like we haven't had these in a while yeah let's take some time out to enjoy these and then boobs the camera started going down i'm like i wonder what a lady has down there i don't know maybe off nope they cut away at the last second and also whatever poison braun had in him 
got activated by just seeing those boobs. Suddenly the poison just started working and it's just... <laughs> <laughs> it clearly it was boob poison. <laughs> Never take it. What did you guys think of that scene? I loved... Jason predicted it last week, and I was just like, ah, oh, who cares? Like, Braun might die, he might not die, who cares? And then it happened. Uh, well, it was crazy. I watched the show, and then I watched your... <laughs> oh, okay. Your Game of Thrones coffee talk afterwards, yeah. and I was like, holy shit, they knew everything we that was going to happen. It threw me for a loop, though. I was really amazed that she saved him. Yeah. I mean, she was trying to rip his face off just minutes before. Yeah, I don't I know why she's Because I think, I started to question that too, I think they have to kill their enemies in battle. I don't think that it's good enough for them to just uh, walk away from that. Look at you working hard trying to figure out why Jon Snow course, doesn't know on. about Stanza. Well, I, I am watching, I don't know all the names, but I am watching the <laughs> damn show. I'm trying to figure it out, you know, I'm trying to solve the puzzle. Uh, and I think that they have something a little bit bigger as well. I mean, they want... Um, they want revenge for Oberon. And, you know, Oberon was such an incredible character, and there hasn't been anybody else that we've seen from Dorne at this stage. they're all boring. That has come close to that passion or that character or what he represented, and I think that's a massive problem this season. How do you feel about the Sand Snakes? You have yeah. strong feelings? Not you, I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't have strong feelings about them yet. I think we talked last week, we only got a little hint of them, and there were three of them, they weren't that impressive. Yeah. But I feel like they're starting to build some character around. I mean, that, the, the, the girl poisoning Bronn and then, and then saving his life that way, it's, it's very interesting. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm interested to see what her motivation is, what they're gonna turn into. It's so funny, though, because in high school, I remember we had a field hockey team, and seeing the Sand Snakes, I'm just like, oh, these are just like the field hockey girls. Like, this is like a field hockey locker room in that cell across from Braun. Just those girls sitting around. They're not vicious killers. They're not sort of, they're not sort of presenting well, I don't know what they are. I wish, I wish I felt more threat from them, and yeah. I don't. They're just, again, I said this last week, I felt like the, they're women who are acting like men, and I don't think, I think women can be terrifying in their own unique way. Sure. And these yeah. women are just terrified. They're like acting like men, and they're trying to growl, and they got mm. swords. Like the sword is a penis. Yeah. And they don't need penises. They're women. They can do anything. They could. They could make up some new, more interesting way to kill everybody. I think in the fiction of Game of Thrones, uh, the sand snakes are much bigger and much more uh, challenging. Do you know that for a fact? No, but I would imagine. You're I'm, I would imagine. And this so, is the fiction now. We've moved away from the books. But but I think probably there is some respect. Uh, you know, earned by the characters because, you know, Bronn held his own. And probably that doesn't happen that much with these guys. They probably yeah. enchant them and kill them uh, okay. like that. If I right? saw those boobs, I would be enchanted. I was enchanted in my living room last night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did I reveal too much? <laughs> yes, please don't talk about your enchantment. You know, <laughs> you know, the rehabilitation of Theon Greyjoy continues over the course of the show. Yeah. And, and last night, he got a penis from uh, Stanza. And she gave him the candle, and she said, take it up to oh, the top of the tower. Oh, very phallic moment. Take wow. your penis, go to the top of that yeah. penis over there, and yeah. light it, uh, and light your penis back on fire. And save me. <laughs> and save me. Yeah. And he gets up to the top of the tower, and of course, Ramsay's up there having a uh, lamb shank or something. Yeah. And one more betrayal but from Theon Grady. <laughs> yeah. well, same, same with the metaphor a little bit. She, she blew her load too early. Yeah. You know, she, she was working on Theon. She was making some progress. And she just had to jump straight in there. I mean, she was being raped every night by, by Ramsay, yeah. and it was desperate, but she, she acted on, on that and probably acted too soon. Yeah. Theon still reek. 
And what's, I mean, Brienne's just watching yeah, Winterfell from a distance. Yeah, so frustrating. And then it's the, like she does, can't sh go down to the town to make sure everything's okay. And the okay. show played a little bit of a visual kind of game with the viewer by then mm. cutting to another candle, and you're like, oh, yeah. did he get the candle lit? I yeah. thought he was, yeah, they no, did. No, that's the Superman. He looks, he looks up at the tower, and then he's going up spiral staircase, and yeah. you think, is he going to the tower? And is, then, yeah. is there virtue left in this shred of a human being? But he's, no. He's kind of like Frankenstein, though, and you just, or it's kind of, two, two times I thought of Star Wars last night. Yeah. I think of Star Wars all the time, the, the good movies, back when they were good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this was one of them, and it, it kind of feels like Darth Vader and the Emperor, like, torturing Luke. Yeah. And you're just wondering when's Darth Vader going to just become a good person again. And that's mm. kind of, the I'm waiting for Reek to just suddenly decide course, uh, he's going to pick thing, the though, Emperor up and throw him into that pit. We've got the bits of what was great about Game of Thrones before, you know? Like, Greyjoy is not as good as some of these characters that have already passed, and Ramsay is, is uh, you know, he's evil and duplicitous, and you just want to mm. see him go, but, you know, we've had better characters than that already, you know? What happens in Star Wars when they get their hands chopped off? That happens all the time. Yeah, I just, forgot about that. They just there make was a, a, yeah, they just make a, you know, Luke gets his hands chopped off. Get a new hand. You get a new hand. It's, it's just a routine procedure. Yeah. The other Star they don't Wars... have robot, robot you-know-whats. And, and why doesn't Theon just go to a cock merchant? <laughs> yeah, we still haven't been to the cock the merchant. That's the missing link? Right? Like, if they throw out cock merchant, Theon should be like every day, Ramsey, can I go to the cock merchant today? May I go, please, sir, to the cock merchant today <laughs> right, and buy a cock? You're not allowed to say cock merchant again on this episode. Next episode, maybe once. There was no cock, cock merchant visit. If I'm there... very good today, sir, will you buy me I, a cock from the cock merchant? Uh, Even listen, if it's a dwarf cock. I've asked you nice. Okay, okay. Just stop. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you. But listen, the other Star Wars moment was when you know they're trying to sell Jorah Mormont and uh, and uh, <clears throat> Tyrion yeah. at the slave auction, Stanton. and it's just like, hi, of course these are like the droids that Luke's yeah. buying, you know? It's it's totally is. Yeah, yes. I could That's not think of that. And then he's got a bad motivator. And then their <laughs> arena right. fight is just like Episode Two, except instead of these big praying mantis CG yeah. creatures. It's a bunch of guys that just stand around waiting for uh, it was to get whacked in the head by a helmet. It was impossible not to think of the gladiator yeah. scene from episode two, and also it made me hate you because you want more Star Wars, and you've seen how this can go bad yeah. so quickly. Right. And this is this wasn't even a great gladiator scene. Yeah. It was an okay gladiator scene, but the one in Star Wars was just embarrassing. Oh, it was terrible. It was, embarrassing. It was sad cartoons, but they're not shooting like that in the in the new Star Wars. They're not right. putting I, a bunch of CG still, puppets. You still there. want Star Wars? Yeah. I don't want it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, they're gonna they're gonna have much more realistic looking stuff. I think more new Mad Max for the new Star Wars. Uh, Stannis had a, a good moment a couple of weeks ago yes. when he gave that speech about his daughter and that how was much he loved and cared for. That last was probably night. my favorite moment in the season so far. I know you love kids. Yeah. But uh, the the moment last night that really stood out for me was when Tommen and I was talk talking to Cersei, Cersei yeah. Yeah. and I thought they had a great moment. That was the first time I really felt sympathy for her, and I felt, even in all of her ruthlessness, she's still just trying to be a mom, and she's still trying to just make good decisions. I, is she? I felt nothing from that. Yeah, I thought no, she was okay. just manipulating. Yeah, I think that this is just one more side of this evil, you I know? Felt we called that as well yeah. last week, yeah. the undoing. Yes. Totally. Yes, and fantastic, too. And it's finally, you know, but it's amazing that it's... Uh, I think Jonathan Price is actually doing a really good job. Mm -hmm. I was afraid that he was going to be too hammy and showboaty, you know? Yeah. I'm waiting for Hugh Laurie to pop well, he up. Was, it was <laughs> also the first time that I 
uh, felt scared of him last yeah. night. Was yeah. the first, and you could see the way he can turn, and yeah. he's doing. He's act. He never changes the way he acts, but suddenly you just start. Oh my God! I can see this guy in a different light. And now. he revealed that he's just all about the many versus the few. Yeah. I mean that that was the that, was that powerful. That revealed that Cersei was not. Yeah. Safe. And she, he was not in her pocket. Nobody in the power was. You know, that when he just walked closer to the Diana Rig, that was an amazing moment. That scene between yeah. those two yeah. is probably one of the best things I've seen in the entire series. Sure. And, and those two are powerhouses. Yeah. And I can't believe, I kept just thinking about the career that he's had mm. and the career that she's had. And they've had these great careers. And here they are in this great moment in season five of the show. And it's, it's one of the best moments from the show. And mm. the writing is so good. The acting is so good. I, I mean, I loved it. Yeah, those yeah. two are incredible. Yeah, and it's it's awesome. What's the uh, the kid Lannister that uh, is kind of turning on Cersei at the end? What's his I name? Lululemon, I think. Oh, um, yeah, Lululemon. Lululemon, right. Lululemon <laughs> Lannister. He, I, I'm. Uh, Lancel. Lancel. Okay. Yeah. No, I. Thank I, you, Ben. Very for, good. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I, that's haunting because that guy really has done a good job, I think, of doing yep. this conversion to this this psycho. Fervor, totally. religious dude, and that was awesome. That so, scene. is he the guy that Littlefinger? Littlefinger said that he had somebody to give Ooh. to Elena. So, is it Lancel? Because he is the hypocrite at the center of the the faith. Right. He's he's the, isn't he? <laughs> no, I just like Vic's face when he's interested <laughs> in something, and you hardly ever see it unless it's the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Just, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> so they they said that they are going to rank everybody's wrongdoings. They yeah. said, yeah, they're all in jail rotting away, but then we're going to take them out and we're going to stack them up and see how bad they've been. Yeah. You know, so, buggeries here, <laughs> I like perjuries the I like there, yeah. uh, and then Cersei is obviously, I mean, she's this, yeah, murder incest, and incest. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's going to be ranking pretty high. Yeah. So, Lancel, I mean, he, he is the key to her undoing. Right. In I, the eyes and of the faith. potentially Littlefinger's escape. It's funny because when you could feel Cersei kind of disappearing down the rabbit hole last night, yep. and, and that's probably the most surprising thing that's happened over the course of this season. That's pretty surprising. Yep. She's stuck now. She's in a really bad spot. It's the first time in the entire series that she's been in a bad spot. Yeah, coming. And the only thing that I really sort of like the, my mind started racing like where can I go now because I always felt safe with Cersei you know yeah. as ruthless as she is I felt like I understood her uh, and I despised her but I also it was something comforting about her character on the show and then I just go to that brothel with Olena and Baelish in there I'm like well maybe they could do something you know maybe they could somehow solve this problem but it's funny that a show pushes my mind in those directions where I feel like I've got to go someplace safe, and I think that's that's really a testament to what's what's a bailiff to show. do now. I mean, Not because his whole new plan was to, uh, you know, go back to Winterfell and and uh, slay for the Lannisters. You know, he's like pledging allegiance. He wants the Lannister flag to fly over there. What's he going to yeah. do now with so, Cersei in in prison, on her way to prison, presumably? So he said that his his and Olena's interests are now aligned. Okay. Right? They both uh, killed Joffrey together. Right. So, I don't know the answer. What's their end game? What, how are they, how are they he, aligned? He's playing every goddamn game, isn't he? He's the one. He's the, he's the one I that's playing that. the game. Yeah, like, and he's great. the one that he wants to be the, uh, the, the Warden of the North. Well, or he's the puppet master of everything so far, if you trace it back. Right. Yeah. Stannis is also stuck in the ice. Can't really do anything. Yeah. He's kind of... Uh, 
he's kind of castrated right now yeah. and he has a strange meeting with Melisandre about Shireen she's going to him and saying mysteriously like your daughter needs to be sacrificed that'll solve everything yeah and he's saying no that, I really don't want that to happen uh, he said get out and he threw Which her was out. awesome, yeah. Mm. And I know. Mean, why didn't she? But now he's got to think about it, and that's yeah. how the camera well, kind of leaves him. Why didn't she take her boobs out? Because that would have <laughs> solved the whole situation. It's very convincing. Uh, the other thing I thought last night was uh, Jon Snow is kind of like the Fonzie of Castle Black, because as soon as he's gone, they just, you know, like Samwell's just like the Potsy. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. But he just gets the crap beat out of him. He gets yeah. intimidated. Right. It's just like as soon as your Fonzie's gone, then the rest of you. Well, they tell him that all. You know, he doesn't have any friends left. After, uh, after the, uh, I forget the guy's name. Aeon. They're Aeon. literally burning him. Yeah. Alistair says, you've got no friends left. Yeah. You're running out of friends. And then the next scene cut to him getting the Oh, you really got the ship beat out of him. Yeah, I thought he was going to die right there, actually. I was, yeah. pretty, I was getting scared. I mean, yeah. There was a few head blasts. It's right exciting. There. Yeah. So they were 50-50 in Jon Snow's camp, right, before. Yeah. But then he's doing this very controversial mm -hmm. mission. He's leaving. Um, signs are saying Gilly get out, everyone's saying Gilly get out, um, and Sam get out. He's, they, they've, there's nothing left for them there now. As, I mean, and he is the representation of virtue in this show, so is he gonna die? I mean, does it feel like he's gonna go up, up north and that's gonna be it for this guy? Yeah, I mean, he's coming to life more than he's ever been alive on yeah. the show by having sex with Gilly. Uh, good for you, Samwell, and, but he also gave away his penis more penises, his dragon glass dagger that he used to kill the White Walker, he gave it to Jon Snow. Now, if you think that's not going to wind up buried in a White Walker it's at some be point, used, yeah. of course it's, it's going to be used, but he doesn't have yeah. his penis anymore. Do you think anymore. Snow is going to die, though? No. He's I don't gonna, know. I, gonna, I don't know. Because, I mean, it's we're playing musical chairs here, right? Like, we're whittling it down, we're deciding It doesn't who's... really matter anymore. I mean, what, what could really... The edge, uh, at Ned Stark death in the first season really hurt me. Yeah. Really hurt me. Yeah. One of the, I mean, I've never been... Just all, paralyzed. All the Starks. Yeah. And, the, and the, all the Starks have represented something pretty wonderful in the show. The Red Wedding really hurt me yes, too. But yeah, I don't yeah. know if it hurt me more than than Ned Stark. But it really hurt. I, I don't know what else could hurt me anymore. I don't know what could really surprise oh, me. If and snow I, goes. That, that's that would be I massive. Know. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, I guess so. You know, the other thing that uh, the big moment from last night, of course, was when uh, uh, the Khaleesi meets Tyrion that's for the, the first time. That's the biggest thing in but the I, show. But I don't. Yeah. I just felt like I felt like they were telling me that this is an important thing, yeah. but I wasn't really feeling why it was important. It was just too goddamn easy. You guys brought this up last week that everybody converged on oh, the yeah. on the uh, the on Jamie's kid at yeah. the same time. Oh, that was terrible. And then it, it, it's the it's it's the same kind of thing. These guys get picked up by slave traders. So they get they're immediately to the, yeah. teleported there. No yeah. wait times. Yeah. yeah, and then and it's this tiny little arena, which is just kind of like told in exposition that we have to start with the small stuff before we get into the big fighting. Hits. Okay, I guess we just need to get Khaleesi and uh, uh, I can never remember the Jorah. 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 Jesus. <laughs> I but can't keep all true. these names. It's, it's like there's a main court, like yeah. Wimbledon, and then there's all these little courts. So I felt like Khaleesi had somehow stopped by the little court yeah. where Jorah happened to be in prison. Too many coincidences. And then I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know. And then 
I don't. Then that guy is standing there and he chops. Yeah, another the... another ridiculous uh, reprieve for Tyrion. How many lives right. has this guy got? Right. You know, he was he was going to get hit with a sword and then he he just lets him go for no reason. Yeah. yeah I don't know why. Unexplained. But maybe we'll find out Serve next week. the story going forward, yeah. kind of ideas like that. So Sejora just he elbows his master in the face, so he's burned his bridges there. Yeah. He, he, he was a bad and slave. It, and that was kind of a cheesy fight, too. You know, like when you think about terrible, the, yeah. the Oberyn uh, mountain fight. Still, I, mean, I kept thinking about the episode two from Star Wars. I'm like, this is still pretty good compared to that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like for a gladiator kind of battle. Not for the show, though. You know, no, I, and not, been not no... for the way that this guy has been raised on a platform as being this epic fighter, and then he's just taking him out no with punches and helmet hits. This whole hit. season, there's been no really yeah. good fights. Even that yeah. fight where uh, Barrington and uh, Grey Worm died, or Bar Grey Worm just that got injured. Good. That was okay. <laughs> that was terrible. You know, what was good was the uh, when uh, Lannister, uh, when Jamie Lannister and Bronn hit the beach, and then they got attacked. I thought that was a great fight. I thought that was awesome. I wouldn't say great. It was I, probably I, above the other crappy. Fights. No, but I liked it because you know. Lannister, you could see the clarity of the moment with Lannister using his metal hand as a weapon and stuff, and Bronn just looked like a badass. I really like the character of Bronn. I think out of all the characters right now, but he's, if he he's died, you wouldn't care though. Like who? Cares? Not the same. Yeah. I, you know what I think? I think we're missing Hodor. I think we're missing Hodor. <laughs> I, re I, I really do. I think. I mean, that was a conscious choice on the uh, producers to take Hodor out this season, but I, I feel like that thread. I feel like it's really ramping up, and I feel like they're we're starting. We're, I feel like it's doing a wrap up that maybe I was hoping would have happened in episode three. Yeah. And now yeah. it's just it's we've had a couple episodes that kind of were treading water a little bit. I'm still into it, and I'm excited to see where the hell we're gonna go. But I'm I'm still you're a little down this week. Well, there's too much subtlety. Yeah. You know, there just is. It's like too many little threads and little things. What and, happened and to that other super maester who used to sit in on the small council meetings? Remember he? Remember that guy who was? Oh, that, the, the beardy, beardy one. No, not the bearded one. The, the one guy who was sitting next mountain. to Cersei. Yeah, he's got the yeah. mountain. He's what happened to him? Where is he? He's making the mountain. <laughs> so what's going to happen? You know, go ahead and make. Some, you made some predictions last week. Oh. Make some predictions. What's he going to do with the mountain? You know that super maester's got to come back. Yeah. And he's got the mountain now, and he's like Frankenstein. Yeah. But maybe he, maybe Cersei and uh, the Mountain, after he's been retooled by Super Maester, they'll <laughs> go in a gladiator arena. It'll be exciting. Now, did we see any? Because I watched a little bit of the last episode and this episode too. Did we see any of Arya and the uh, no, the faces not this at all? Week, not this not week. This week. Okay, no, last all right. Because they're blurring like, in together. I like when they take a, take some time yeah, off from yeah. certain. You know, we don't we didn't get any Brienne and, and Podrick. We didn't. You know, there's certain storylines we take a step away from. Because that was from. my favorite stuff of the last episode. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool. Uh, you know what? This this should have been the most epic thing when Tyrion and Khaleesi are meeting. And it just felt so muddled. Right? Yeah. yeah. That it should have been so right. huge. That should have been Red Wedding huge. I brought you a prize, Khaleesi. It's me. Yes. Who am I? I don't know. I, I have a dwarf cock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, guys, no cock merchants. No. I give this episode today three out of five cock merchants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you, you just got back from a trip. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you, you're, uh, you did a little early kind of look at some things. You can't talk about those things. No. But you had a good trip, though. Well, I can talk about I played Batman and I can played Metal Gear. Can you just tell here. us what's your feelings like? I what feel are... great, actually. Yeah, yeah it feels like uh, uh, this PlayStation 4, Xbox One kind of generation is kicked off in earnest. And we are going to see some really terrific games this year. And I feel way better than I you, did last you've year. You've seen some and you've played some already. Yeah. 
and, and at, every, at every scale too. I wonder if you'll tell us about them once the cameras aren't rolling. No, it's uh, the cameras aren't rolling. <laughs> it's exciting. I mean, I can just say that you know, anytime that I, this was like a pre-look at E3 type stuff, and any any year where I would look at Batman and Metal Gear in the same year, on the same in the same week, and that's just a sliver of what's coming. That was pretty damn awesome. Did, did you play Just Cause two, three? Uh, I mean, four. Yeah, I think, yeah, because all, I can't talk about the yeah. specifics on it. But sorry, yes, buddy. I did play. And, I'm excited. And, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of fun coming this year. Do you have any questions for Vic about his week? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking about a prediction. This, I'm gonna, I, I don't know how much I'm behind this, but I'm gonna throw it out there. What about if the mountain comes back and takes on? <laughs> I love it. Mountain comes back and takes on the faith. Whoa. Whoa. What Come if on, the, takes him out like a... Just, yeah, somebody's got to save him now. That city is in lockdown. Maybe Cersei comes back from the brink. It looks like she's going down, but then somehow the Mace well, comes back the, with the, the what, uh What's Price's character's name? Not that I'll remember it, but whatever. Chief Sparrow. Chief Sparrow. What he says about we're the many and the few, that's the thing about this, right? Like, Does doesn't fear the few. Yeah. But would they fear the... Well, a mountain... Me I mean, Mecca mountain. Well, how what about this? <laughs> He's a Mecca Mountain. mountain. What about You're making this? a better show than they are, dude. What about Westeros pay-per-view live mountain versus Hodor? Oh, yes. My God. Hodor comes back at the end, <laughs> and those that two fight. That should be a fighting game. Yes, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. That would be incredible. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was an okay episode, but it does feel like that's this exciting. Is episode seven. There's only three yeah, more. They're winding down already. What's happening? No, the screw, down, they're winding up. The yeah. screws are being turned. We're almost done. Yeah. I can't believe we're, you know, this, I feel like this went so fast. We yeah, only have three more episodes. I know. And we've asked Ben to come back. I don't know if he's available next week, but the, the option is there, buddy. Red carpet. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was fun. You know, yeah. you know, over the weekend, I just want to say a few things about myself. Yeah, go ahead. Please do. Use this time. <laughs> <laughs> After I left the podcast on Friday with the Twitch stream, do we still say podcast? Uh, Brian so. Provinciano and I, yeah. we went and saw Mad Max Fury Road together. And, and we held hands. No spoilers. And it was... <laughs> you haven't seen it yet. Did you enjoy it? Uh, I did. Uh, I had some questions. Okay. But for the most part, I had a pretty good time. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty... Ex I thought it was... I had just... I had a friend who had seen it last week. And she said... I saw it, and I feel like every, we're so stupid. Everyone loves this thing, and I don't get it. She's like, this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem. I, I said, you know, I got to go see this now. I got to see if we're, all, you know, maybe, maybe there is a counterpoint here, and somebody's got to take it to the Twitch stream where we have 14 or 15 viewers. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, 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 I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was sexy. It was weird. I just felt like that moment, and I'm not really spoiling anything. It's uh, not an image. It, the image of the guy playing the guitar with the fire coming oh, out the uh, end. Of the trailer. Yeah, that was just, and I shouldn't swear, but that was fucking awesome. Yeah, like, I don't. It's so cheesy. Wasn't it guitar hero. It's too no, weird. You know what it it's is? so weird, but it, it just nobody like goes in, to that it's, place. It's like in Blazing Saddles when uh, Gene Wilder and uh, I, I forget the other guy. They're they're riding along. Richard Pryor. No, it's not Richard Pryor, was it? No, I can't remember. I don't know. But they're riding along and... Uh, How and, old are you? And then they see the orchestra playing. They, yeah. Yeah, the music is swelling, blah, 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 and then but they rock like, right past they it. They created this whole car just for the guy <laughs> to play guitar on. And I love the fact that it's just the theatrics of it. Like, that 
was really a delightful moment for me. And the rest of it, like, I'll remember that guitar guy no matter what. Well, think about the, uh, you know, the inspiration for future filmmakers now, you know? Like, how do you one-up the guitar fire guy in Mad Max? It, I think George Miller's direction, like, he, he just makes it all look so easy. Yeah. And I know it's not easy, and I know a lot, they all had to go through hell, I'm sure, to make it, but the whole thing looks kind of easy, and yeah. it's... it's it was just like, I don't know why action movies don't have more action like this. That I felt kind of a deficit for movies that have come before it. We, we miss the practical, man. We miss the practical. And that's that's what J.J.'s been saying. But I don't even know Star what Wars. this, like, it felt like most of this is probably CG. Like, I don't even I don't know, know what's no. real in it. No, really? They, they CG'd some, yeah, they CG'd some weather effects and they CG'd out some wires, but that's it. Most of it was just physical oh, incredible. things crashing. It's hard to know. Other. You sit down, you're like, is that CG or is that yeah, real? Is that, and anything that's incredible now, you're like, they must use CG for that. Yeah, Maybe yeah. it's done for real, though. I think we know. I think, you, you know, it's like the Avengers is an incredible sort of paint job of all of these beautiful CG oh, elements coming together. Yeah. It's, but it's gorgeous. It's still like this, wow, I can't believe you what don't I'm looking. Feel, you don't feel the presence of those silver robots, do you? you know, yeah, and when I see it, I just feel like I'm flipping through pages of a comic book, which is also kind of an artificial thing. But I think when you, uh, uh, you, know, you put the practical on screen, you can feel yep. car crashes. You can feel peril, you know? The, uh, if you can see a movie with Brian Provinciano, I suggest you guys do it. He's, he kind of looks like he could be in Mad Max. Uh, I think he might have been. He's, right? he's very he's very subtle about it. He if doesn't he's really shaved yeah. and painted his face. He's white. an extreme dude. He's he's yeah. ripped too. Did you see him on the thing on Friday? Yep. You didn't see Friday. Yeah. But uh, uh, that was really fun. But the other thing is, uh, I had a, a great uh, Bloodborne time over the weekend. We talk about Bloodborne and Game of Thrones. Coffee I just talked fun. That's all. I just wanted everyone to know that. Also, this is this is week seven of my beard. It's coming it's along, man. You guys like it? It's coming along. Thanks, guys. Oh, except for that person who said a mean thing. That's not nice. Is that it? Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Any final thoughts? Any scores? Anything else? Want to score the seventh episode? You want to score this episode? Oh, six point seven. All right. I'm six point seven. I give it a flat seven. What do you? I give it a hundred milligrams. Okay. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next time. Stitcher. See you on Friday, but watch our streams all week long. Thank you. Vic's Basement would like to thank its sponsors: EB Games, Nintendo, Xbox, and Game Loft makers of Dragon Mania Legends, which you can play for free right now.